What up, what up, what up? It's Pope the Blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I'd like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands that I may be wearing. And tonight I am wearing XI11, uh, which is a local 17-year-old entrepreneur here in Baltimore. So I encourage everybody to support, support, support your local brands. Now, we have a special guest in the virtual building tonight. How you feeling tonight, good brother? I'm well, I'm well. Awesome, awesome. And before we get started, of all the inspirational things that you're doing, if you can just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of what you do, and we get ready to take it back to day one. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Patrick Henderson. I reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a native of California, San Jose, California, and uh, I'm a real estate developer slash builder. Awesome. 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 And you also have a book that just came out recently, right? That's correct. Absolutely. Awesome. And before we get into the journey, what's the title of the book for the people that give them a sneak peek? <laughs> so basically, The Serial Entrepreneur, Seven Highly Effective Steps to Become a Successful Entrepreneur and Achieve Wealth in Real Estate. Mm. Now, I'm ready to get into the journey, right? Because we, we're going to get to the book, the inspiration of the book. But what was that aha moment, the introduction into becoming an entrepreneur? What, what was that journey, that aha moment like for you? So one of the aha moments for me is when I was working for Corporate America uh, at my IT firm back in California, back in 2001, telling my age. Um, but I was working in a college program where we had a lot of students who graduated college and went to go work for this software development firm. And, you know, boys would be boys. Folks were talking about their salaries and, you know, I found out that I was being paid less coming from HBCU than some of my other counterparts. And I ended up going over to my manager and I said, hey, you know, I'm doing the same thing that this gentleman is doing. However, I'm being paid less. And I think I deserve to be compensated the same way that they are. And he sat me down and he said, Patrick, I'm glad you came to me, but let this be a lesson that in life you need to manage your own career. And I took that to heart because I said, you know what? I need to be the control of my destiny. I need to make sure that I am managing my career and dictating where I go in life. And that was my aha moment to really spark me to jump into this journey. Mm. So at that moment, did you leave, stay? How long was that transition? And, and was it real estate? Was, was that the first thing that, that sparked into the entrepreneurial journey? No. Well, I've always been an entrepreneur, you know, at heart since yay high. And um, from there, I took all the training, all the knowledge that I could get from that organization. I transferred to Atlanta. And within a couple of weeks, I ended up quitting the organization and starting my own IT firm. And within two weeks me, of me leaving the job, I ended up landed at Harvard University doing their data warehouse and business integration, intelligence integration. Uh, and that really sparked it for me. I ended up moving on in my career and you know, doing data warehousing and business intelligence for government agencies, banks, insurance companies, 
uh, Fortune 500 companies. And that was the start of me taking my career to another level. In addition to that, back in 2004, I jumped into real estate. I was doing some of your lipstick type renovations, your paint, your carpet. Um, and from there, I just developed that passion for real estate. The market crashed in 06. I went back to my bread and butter, which was the IT. Um, and then back in 2013, I jumped full-fledged into the real estate arena, and uh, I haven't looked back since. Oh, now when you first took that initial leap into IT independently, was there any hesitation, any fears? Because we may have some people that are ready to transition on their own. What maybe are some suggestions also that you can give to them before you take that transition? Sure. So for me, I've always been a gunslinger. I've always been the type of person, you know, I use this model. I leap and I grow my wings on the way down. And so it wasn't any type of hesitation for me. Obviously, okay, am I going to be able to translate what I learned working for that company? But my thought pattern was this. They were paying, they were getting paid $300 an hour for my services, but paying me $100 an hour. But my thought pattern was, I was still trained by that type of company and other organizations were looking for that service. I decided to solicit myself as a consultant to do the same thing, trained by the same company that they were hiring, but I was cutting their costs. So it just made sense for me. Mm, that's awesome. That's one of awesome. the things that I try to tell people as they go forward in their journey, plan it out, then play it out. So at the end of the day, you want to put together a plan of action. So therefore, there is no plan B, okay? You really want to focus and do whatever you got to do to make sure that plan A works. It has to work or it has to work, right? It has to work. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that confidence. Plan it out and play it out, right. you know? That sounds like a fourth and one type of play. <laughs> Look, what we're going to do, we got to make it into the end zone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So then fast forward to, you said 2013 <clears throat> was when you got back into real estate. Now, what was the big shift now? Because you were in real estate before, but now you're getting back into it. Was it more of the love, the education? What was different about this time around? So this time around, I was more armed. You know, I, I basically had, you know, more tools in a tool case. And what I wanted to do was to make sure that I didn't repeat some of the mistakes that were made back when um, and take some of the lessons that I learned and move it forward. Um, again, started to do renovations where I popped the top at a second story. Um, from there, I got into, you know, the new construction realm where I found that it was easier to do new construction than renovation because I knew it was behind the walls. Um, mm -hmm. I knew that it was brand new plumbing, brand new electrical, brand new HVAC. And so it became something that was an easier feat in order to do the renovations versus the new construction. I mean, do the new construction versus the renovation. Um, and then I transitioned into the high-end construction game because what I found was is that it was the same level of work. It was just the finishings that were different that developed that price point. And it became an area where I was dealing with people who had the capital in order to buy the houses because 
you know, generally when recession hits middle America is what's affected the most. But the high-end sector that I cater to now, those people, if they're gonna buy a million dollar house, they have the capital or they have the, the, the wherewithal in order to make it happen. And so that's how I shifted into that particular market. Mm. Now, along that way, that journey to help you make that mindset shift, was there any books, courses, mentors that came along your way? What was that journey like in the mental development? I mean, you, you look at, you know, you this cliche, you got your rich dad, poor dad, you have, you know, your John Maxwell and, and his, his uh, series. And, and the thing that I did was pull on people who I saw that were successful in the industry, uh, people from a motivational standpoint and people who are actually really doing it. And I pulled upon the things from them, which helped propel me in that direction. Mm. Now, now, real estate wise, as far as the information, as far as the high level that you were developing into, was there a different skill set now that you have to take into it as far as relationship building? Because now you're dealing on a, a high level scale, but you still have information that you knew coming through your journey. What was that transition like? So, you know, the transition was great. You know, I was able to, you know, pull upon people who was able to, I was able to network with in order to make sure that I was doing the things necessary in order to compete at that magnitude. Um, building the team, making sure that the people that I was surrounding myself were with was astute enough in order to take me to the next level. Making sure that I'm not the smartest person in the room because therefore I have nobody to pull from. And so it was about, you know, surrounding myself with the right individuals, the right people in order to take it to the next level. Mm. So for, for someone that may be listening, thinking about just getting into real estate, mm -hmm. what would be some suggestive things if someone may be limited on getting started, but they have the desire, where would you encourage them to start? I would encourage them to get with somebody that they know and that they trust who is actually in the real estate field and follow them, get in the car with them, go with them to their next project site and really soak up as much knowledge as possible. That's how we actually coined uh, one of my teaching sessions, my masterclass, as well as our, our series called the Lawn Chair Learning Circle. The Lawn Chair Learning Circle was coined from me as I went through my real estate journey. I take my lawn chair from project to project site. And I'd sit there on project sites and I'd soak up as much knowledge as possible. And I'd ask questions, okay? And I'd be able to really see what the plumber was doing, what the electrician was doing, what the HVAC guy was doing, how the framer was handling that framing. And what I really did was armed myself with enough information and I'm still growing today, you know, but being able to handle not only that continuing education, but also to make sure that I continue to get better. And you know what? I, I love the video that you posted today. You had a younger gentleman on there. I think he was an architect. Yes. And what, what was that about? Because that was he was he was he was able to get on your site. Right. Talk about that because that was awesome. So so one of the things that's a passion of mine is the education sector of it. Because my thing is this: if I can teach somebody who is can work with me and walk with me side by side, we can conquer this project, that project together in a, in, a, in a grand fashion. 
And so I was contacted by uh, one of the Dean of Students at Tuskegee University. And he said, hey, listen, Patrick, we have some architect students here that are wanting to get involved in real estate. And I said, hey, send them down here. Let them come shadow me, come ride with me. And, and what my goal was is to be able to give him knowledge that he may not have access to, give him access to projects and sites. So therefore he can see firsthand what was going on in the real estate arena. What was going on in a concrete pour? What's going on when we frame, you know? And so therefore at the end of the day, he is getting real world application. And that's kind of part of what I do from a, a teaching standpoint is, is that I want those people who I'm connected with to be as just as knowledgeable as I move forward. And so once a month, we hold a series called the Launch Year Learning Circle. We bring in multiple real estate professionals um, from various industries. Um, and, and we talk about, you know, what are some of the things that help you excel in real estate? And then we bring in novice investors or people who want to get involved or who are wanting to further their real estate careers and they're able to learn alongside of us. Mm. So that, 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 that whole push today was to really, you know, give back to, you know, some students who are wanting to learn the game. Now, what does that do for you from a standpoint, just being a person that you remember when you started, if that was available for you? I mean, I, it, it makes me proud because I didn't have that, you know, when I when I graduated or when I was coming through college. And so my thought pattern is if I can give back to somebody who give them something that I didn't have, but will help them, because look at what's happening in society today. Everybody, you know, is out there looking for jobs and things of that nature. So those people who are graduating college, graduating high school, they're competing with the world. They're no longer just competing with your peers. So how do we train the workforce? How do we make sure that they have a leg up? And so it's by shadowing. It's by getting together, locking arms with them, and helping them move forward. Whew. That's awesome. And then, so as you're gaining all of this information, moving, developing, when did the inspiration for the book hit you? The book is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, it had been, you know, a combination of things that took place in my life to really help, you know, give somebody just what I did for this young man today is tips on how they can, you know, go on their entrepreneurial journey. Um, what I found is, is that not everybody is, is equipped or wanting to go work for corporate America and they have that entrepreneur spirit inside of them. I wanted to be able to give them my process. You know, I've been a entrepreneur, you know, since yay high. I mean, I, I, in high school and prior to that, I did, you know, paper routes. I used to work for American Airlines. I was a sky cap in high school. Um, during the summer times, I'd go back home and I'd work, you know, different jobs and really figure out ways to build up my money. Um, when I was at Tuskegee, I ended up going to Pizza Hut in Auburn, cut a deal with the Pizza Hut, for $3 and went back to the campus and I was selling pizzas for five for people who didn't have cars. Um, and so I've always had that entrepreneur spirit. And my thought pattern was to write a book to help those people who don't know the path that they want to go, but to kind of give them some steps and some tidbits in order to help move forward. Mm. Now, what, what are one of the major tips or takeaways that you can kind of share from the book 
um, that would be beneficial for our audience? Um, one of the things I would say is one, follow your passion and don't quit. Oftentimes people get into a situation where they're trying to develop a idea or a product or get their business off the ground and it doesn't happen in the time frame or the way that they envisioned it. So one of the things that I try to tell people is you got to keep going because time is going to pass by no matter what anyway. Don't quit because at the end of the day, it may not be ready for you right now, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. So keep pushing forward. Mm, yeah, you know what? That's powerful because I think a lot of people get intimidated by setback and they stop. And that's the point where you need to keep going. Absolutely. Because in, in, in life, people think that 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 entrepreneur journey is a straight path up and they don't understand that it's that ziggly, uh, that zigzag line that you take two steps forward and you take five steps back and then you take 10 steps forward. It's success is not, you know, a straight line. It's a roller coaster. And so you got to understand how to handle the downtimes and be able to also how to handle the times when you're up and stay humble. That's awesome. That's awesome. And because this is the number one networking show, I always like to extract maybe some networking tips that you've found to be successful because you right now you're in the high end development. So you're dealing with every aspect and I'm sure those relationships are key. What are some things from a networking standpoint that you found to be valuable for you in building relationships? Um, one of the things that I try to tell people is to be present. A lot of times people want to network or want to get involved in something. However, they're half doing it. Um, they may show up, you know, some of the time, but they don't show up all the time. And so what I try to tell people is one, be in the building. You know, if you want something bad enough, then you need to show it. You need to make sure that you're in the building. You need to make sure that you're doing as much research and, and knowledge transfer as, as possible in order to take you to the next level. That's key. You got to show up to go up. But like you said, you have to be consistent That's because right. when, when you're dealing with relationship building, especially people that are successful, that are making things happen, time is very important. Very important. Very, very important. So now, how do you manage your day, right? Because I'm sure you're busy, people reaching out to you. How do you stay above water because you're so busy? How do, how do you navigate and stay organized? <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's an art <laughs> um, because, again, I do, you know, at times get pulled in multiple directions. Um, sometimes you got to make sure that you're allocating time for you. Um, oftentimes we find ourselves, you know, trying to get, you know, pulled in this direction and you really want to get it all, but you got to make sure that you stay grounded, stay prayed up and take time for yourself. Um, but you know, my day consists of, you know, I'm up generally around that seven o'clock hour. Um, I'm immediately out. I go and check on my project sites, um, whether I'm having certain meetings throughout the day, um, making sure that all my product sites have materials, making sure that I'm also forward planning for what's coming down the road. Um, a mentor once told me is, is that I can't always think in the now. As, as the leader of the ship, I always have to be, you know, two steps forward to make sure that, you know, me and my team is able to eat, you know, from uh, even down the road. And so 
I'm having brainstorming sessions to make sure that I have things in place for the later months. Um, and then even now in the evening time, trying to go through, you know, make sure you got family time, but also make sure that you're wrapping up your day and getting the things done that's needed in order to go on to the next day. That's good. That's good. And you mentioned team building, which is very important because a lot of time in entrepreneurship, we don't learn ourselves and we don't learn what we need around us. How do you go about selecting your team, knowing your strengths and knowing what to delegate? It's hard, um, to be honest with you. I, I've found that sometimes, you know, I have that mentality of, you know what, nobody's going to do it like you do it. So you, you tend to do everything yourself. Um, I have also learned that that's not the way that you're going to go far. You can only do so much. There's only 24 hours in a day. Okay. And so for me, it's about putting yourself with a team that's strong enough in order to make sure that you can trust that they're going to do the things that you delegate. Okay. And it's also trying to make sure that you understand that it's not often, it's not always, I should say, that you're going to end who you started with. You got to also understand and know when it's time to cut ties with certain team members in order to go to the next level. Because just because um, something didn't work does not necessarily mean that you can't have a different relationship on a different end. However, in business, you must be equally yoked. Um, you must be able to make sure that who you are doing business with, that you guys are complementary to each other. Because if you're not, then you're going to end up butting heads. And you got to be okay with saying, okay, it just didn't work. There's no hard feelings. Let's move forward together. Let's move forward, you know, in, in a different direction. But I wish you all the best, you know. Mm, that's that candid conversation. It's a do hard conversation. That, do you think that a lot of entrepreneurs have difficulty with that part? Because that, that's conversations. Absolutely. I've had difficulty with it. So absolutely, you know, and, and some people, you know, can be cutthroat and say, hey, you know, cut it. Other people, it takes more of a finesse or takes more time in order to, to cut that cord. However, um, sometimes it's necessary. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great tip, especially for building the team and managing the right. team as you go forward. So what's next for you, right? Because is it more of a, a scalable, expanding the business, branching off into other businesses? What's next for you? Because you're busy, you're busy, you're busy. Sure. So yes, um, one of the things that's next for me is obviously to scale, um, to make sure that all the team members that are aboard um, have the same you know, goals and vision. Um, so therefore we can move forward with that. But in addition to that, you know, I, I, I coin myself a serial entrepreneur because, you know, real estate is not my only business. You know, I have Turo businesses where, you know, I lease out cars. Um, it's not just building, but it's also the Airbnb side. You know, so there's various, you know, components that that make up my life. Um, but for me, it's just being able to make sure that I set up that level of residual income that will take me into my yes or to my further years. That's good. That's good. And then lastly, because you mentioned the multiple streams of income, what is it that you can share with the upcoming entrepreneur? When is it time to expand multiple streams? 
because some people may branch out where they may need to focus on what they're doing before they get to multiple streams. Can you kind of give the, the entrepreneur some advice there? Sure. So what I try to tell people to do is when you're trying to branch out into multiple streams of income, find one thing that you do the best and peel off different layers that's still tied to that particular industry. For instance, I'm a real estate developer. You know, I, I do new construction properties, but I also have an Airbnb business. So the properties that I, that I hold, you know, I rent out from a short-term rental perspective. I have a car rental business from a Toro perspective. And so now the cars that I have, well, people are coming in town to stay at the houses, but they also need transportation. And so what I try to do is stay within my lane of that real estate arena, but I have ancillary services that tie back to the business, you know? And so one of the things that I try to tell people to do is find what they do good at. It may not be real estate. It may be having a restaurant, but find a, a, a lane that you can peel off other streams of income that's tied to that main core business that you're doing. That's awesome. Thank you for that advice. Now, two things before we go. I want people to know where they can purchase the book. And also, if you have mentoring courses or any courses that they can take advantage of, where they can find those and the book as well. Absolutely. So one of the places that you can actually find the book is patricklhenderson.com forward slash book. Um, very simple. And it'll take you to the Amazon link where you can actually download um, the book or you can purchase the book. Um, another place you can find me on Instagram is Patrick L. Henderson on Instagram. Um, and then my development company is plhhomes.com. Awesome. 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 And then I always like to leave on a word of encouragement. It may be for people thinking about getting started. They're about to give up, but whatever you have on your heart, we're going to end on that word of encouragement. Sure. So the word of encouragement that I try to tell people is one, as I stated before, be in the building, ask questions, lock arms with somebody that you trust who can take you to that next level or give you access into arenas that you cannot get on your own and really be a sponge. Um, because, you know, half the, half the battle is being there. And if, oh, I'm too tired, or I don't have time for this, make time. But be in the building. If this is something that you really want to do, whatever that craft is, be in the building. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Circle, taking time out of your busy schedule, sharing those gems. And uh, we appreciate it. And thank you for everyone that's listening. Peace, love, and blessings. And we're out. All right, see you later. Peace.